0: Hi there. This is Connor McCabe, host of the Call Me By Your Game podcast. And before we get started today, we've got a message for all of our listeners. We at Call Me By Your Game believe that while the two of us who produce the show, myself and producer Jeremy Schmidt, are not Black and do not represent Black voices, that it is still vitally important for us to speak up and proclaim where we stand. It's simple Black Lives Matter. Now, that's an easy phrase to toss out for praise in this moment, so we're going to give a little more specificity to anyone listening to this. We know that white supremacy has run rampant in this country since its birth. We also know that, as white people, we've been active and complicit. We can no longer stand for this. We understand that we are going to continue to make mistakes and are not suddenly free of racism because of this statement. We can be dedicated to being anti-racist knowing full well that we are going to fall short. We'll begin to acknowledge our involvement in white supremacy and all of its systems. We understand that we have immense privilege as white people and that it must be used to tear down the very systems that we have routinely benefited from. Now, while we know that every system in this country suffers from deep-rooted racism against black people, the one we're focusing on is the police. Because in this country, the police have continued to murder black people and are not held accountable. They continue to get away with murder, largely due to the complete lack of accountability. We support defunding the police. We must stand with our black neighbors and not only not participate in racism, but use our privilege to actively dismantle it. White silence is violence, and we vow to end that silence and fight for black people in this country. That does not mean giving vague, empty gestures like saying, the only thing that can help right now is love, because not only is that false, but it relinquishes any sort of responsibility for being complicit and silent, but also relinquishes the agency to speak out and use our voice. That includes featuring more black voices on our shows and helping amplify their voices. That means looking towards black and indigenous women of color as our guide, including the Black Lives Matter organization. We will continue to grow, listen, and refuse complacency. Fuck white supremacy. Fuck Donald Trump and anyone who stands with him. Defund the police. No justice, no peace. Black Lives Matter. And if you're still listening to the end of this long virtue, signally, feeling, statement, thank you. Uh, If you're interested in, you know, getting more knowledgeable about all of this, learning how to, you know, dismantle racism, to uh, support black lives, and understand more about how we got to this point in our country, not only with, you know, the screwed up police system that we have, but all of the systems in this country that are inherently racist, Uh, we've got a list of podcasts uh, that we think you might benefit from listening from. Are listening to so first is the 1619 podcast the nod code switch still processing higher learning and of course our friends of the show culture kings Um, we also have a list of helpful resources in the show notes with links we have a list of black made video game developers collected by screen rant we have a list of black history documentaries which um, if you have not seen these might be incredibly eye-opening and shocking uh, and a lot might start to make sense after that Um, Yeah, so all that is in the show notes. Uh, Thank you for listening today. Um, You're going to hear an episode from myself and Fernanda Perez that we recorded uh, Sunday, the weekend of the first George Floyd protests. So a lot has happened since then and a lot has changed and hopefully change will continue. So yeah, that's about it. Sorry for this long rambly statement. We just felt that it was incredibly important for us to make one and not be silent. So thank you for listening to this episode. You're going to hear Fernanda and I touch on uh, a lot of these recent events um, briefly at the top of the episode. Kind of like this, we felt like it was important to say something, even if, you know, neither of us uh, are black voices. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out the resources in the show notes. Thank you very much. back to the call me by your game podcast if you've never listened to the show this is a podcast where i your host connor mccabe bring on a guest to talk about a video game that is special to them and why we'll talk about not only what made playing the game special and what they love about it but what was special and memorable around the context of when they fell in love with the game for the first time and how it might stick with them today um normally at this point in the show we do some housekeeping like send give you our email our website how to support us um, but uh, that didn't feel super appropriate considering uh, our current like situation in this country so first off I want to introduce my wonderful guest who I've been waiting to get on the show and finally we're doing it please welcome Los Angeles comedian genius wonderful delightful person Fernanda Perez <laughs>
1: Hello, Connor. Um, Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, thank you very much for for doing this. Um, So like we we, uh, talked about before, um, we we went back and forth before even like doing a recording today because we were like, do we even want to do this right now? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like we weren't sure if it felt appropriate. We went back and forth. We kind of swung a few ways like let's postpone, let's do this. But we kind of felt like that th- we just decided to do it. But more importantly, we decided that even though Fernanda and I, neither of us are black Americans, we, neither of us are black people, um, that it was still important for us to acknowledge what's going on and like set the, I, guess, I don't know if I would call it set the record straight, but for us to be very clear about where we stand and where the show stands and just like how we feel. Is that, is that an accurate representation of kind of where we landed?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, personally I felt like, um, would it be better to have a black person here? Um, it's, it's kind of hard and it's, you never know what really, what the right choice is. Um, and then we eventually landed at, we, um, we had scheduled this a while back and then we thought like. (laughs) Should we even bother people who have so much in their minds right now? And I don't know, this might be the wrong choice. Who knows? But we decided to do it anyway.
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm excited you're here. And, and yeah, I also want to like, I, and that was something that you, uh, that I have to credit you with before the show was you were clear that it's like, Hey, we can voice what we can as me, a, a straight white male in the United States and then you, a person of color, uh, but we don't have black voices and we are not a black voice. So, but it also like you were kind of alluding to, like, it doesn't feel super appropriate for me to like call up my black friends who play video games and be like, Hey, will you come on my show and talk about this this week? Cause that's not their responsibility. So, and they don't need to be preoccupied with, you know, making me feel comfortable on this show or whatever, So that's kind of where we landed. Um, and I think also it's important to acknowledge exactly what we're talking about right now. So I just want to lay out some stuff. And of course, Fernanda, like interrupt me, share what you want to share as well. But for those of you who aren't aware, which I'm sure you are, uh, George Floyd, who is a black man uh, from Minneapolis, was murdered by the Minneapolis Police Department six days ago on Memorial Day. We're recording this on Sunday, May 31st. Um, this is obviously not a, an isolated incident. This is a continuing continuation of the targeting by police on black Americans. It's this, I want to be clear, at least from here, from me, that this is a systematic issue stemming from this nation, which was founded on white supremacy that and a lot of people are more, including this nation are more concerned with civility than justice. So, um, kind of where I land on this is like, I am encouraging anyone listening who hasn't known how to feel about this stuff or who hasn't, taken the time to investigate to join us um, Mm -hmm. in supporting, I mean, for me personally, like supporting the Black Lives Matter movement to end racial injustice around the country, like many have been protesting and donating. Like we had big protests around the country yesterday that and that continue today. And where like at least Fernanda and I both live in uh Los Angeles where they there's like curfews now, mm-hmm. um, because of the protesting pro- that happened and and the ensuing uh violence and stuff. Um so I just wanna be clear that that's what we are that's that's this isn't gonna be what we discuss about the show, but it feels irresponsible not to this not to acknowledge what's happening and also say where we stand.
1: Yes. Um, I feel that right now our voices definitely aren't as important. Uh, We have not experienced what it's like to be a Black person in this country. But at the same time, I feel like some people don't really listen until it, it comes from someone that they um identify with so definitely Mm -hmm. like having you connor as a white man uh voice this is very important i always think it's very very important uh me as well latin people uh are there's oh there there are a lot of racists in our community uh Mm -hmm. so it's very important for everyone to say this um yes especially people who have more of a voice and i do want to encourage everyone um I was telling Connor earlier that it's great to see everyone going to protest and, you know, joining this movement, but it comes down to your own behavior in your everyday life and how you respond to um, little interactions that you have with black people, with people of color, uh, when confronted with something, what will you do? And that it comes down to like what each individual can do in their life.
0: Yeah. That's really important. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing. And and again, I know I thanked you before the show, but I really appreciate you not only being here with me and doing the show, but like discussing this with me and, and choosing to have your voice be for the same cause. Yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you so much. Um, uh, the last thing I'm going to say on this, uh, For this episode, and of course, Fernando, if you have anything you want to add Uh or say after I'm done, please do. I want to encourage people to visit uh, blacklivesmatter.com for more information. There you can donate to their causes. You can add your name to their petitions, including the defund the police petition, which is going on right now, which I signed my name to. Um, And the black lives matter movement basically is calling for an end to the systemic racism that allows this culture of corruption to go unchecked and for black lives to be taken. I would also encourage people to consider <laughs> donating to various bail funds for protesters around the country, uh, supporting the uprisings in the wake of George Floyd's murder, which can be found at secure.actblue.com slash donate slash bail funds, George Floyd. Um, and, between bail funds, George Floyd. There are underscores. Um, yes, that's what I would encourage people to do. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say before we do the actual episode? Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Let me think. Mm, I think I've said sure. what I wanted to say. Yeah, I've had weird, I've, you know, like, okay, okay. so growing up, uh, let me say, like gr- I grew up in Ecuador. When I right. arrived in the US was December of 2002. And in my mind, I was arriving, at, it was going to look like Full House, the show, because I grew up watching. That. <laughs> so I was like, great, I'm going to go and there's going to be houses like in Full House. Yes. Uh, my mom uh, was the person I met when I arrived and we, she lives in an all black and Latin neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I was very shocked. I was not expecting that.
0: Like this isn't in Full House.
1: This is, yeah exactly. What is this is not what I have seen in movies Full House or <laughs> yeah, Sabrina really. the Teenage Witch. <laughs> and so I'm loving
0: these like late nineties early two yeah exactly. Show so, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I joined the swimming team kind of after I started high school, and we would go on meets. You know, like different towns mm-hmm. in New Jersey, and it was basically our meets was basically black people my team was black except me and another puerto rican boy versus Mm. a white team and i was like what's happening and to me (laughs) you know i don't know american history really and so it was very strange so anyway um what i want to say is like i've been in rooms where full of comedians um where Mm. some a white person said the n-word and no one challenged them and i had to do it uh And there was other, other white men there. So, and, and later my husband said, I didn't feel that it was my opinion would count. And I was like, no, that's when your opinion counts the most because they will Mm. listen to you more. Um, So yeah, I encourage everyone, uh, especially white people, use your voices, challenge your thoughts and your actions. um, I'm angry right now. I don't know. (laughs) There's a lot of racism and sexism, as you know, I'm sure within the gaming and industry so mm-hmm. hopefully that needs to change too.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't set it said it better myself thank you so much um well all right let's go ahead and move on uh yeah. to to the episode let's let's talk about you f- well, a couple things first um first uh yeah yay talk about you uh first um the game before we talk about this game and its history and, and your experience with it mm-hmm. i always want to say the game we're talking about today is the lost vikings which yeah. um did you I actually should have asked you this did you play the snes or the genesis version
1: snes version
0: Okay, cool. Well, so that's what we'll talk about a little later, but what, like I always like to talk about with my guests, what is your history with video games? Uh, how'd you get into them to the point now? Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about anything.
1: It's a very long and strange story. I will get into some parts, (laughs) but some, some parts, uh, okay. I'll just start and let's see what happens.
0: And share whatever you feel like sharing.
1: Yeah. So uh I my parents left Ecuador to uh immigrate to the US when I was little. Uh they left me with my grandparents. And as you know, like people like send money to their countries or like things. Mm-hmm. I believe it was for my sixth birthday. My dad sent me the SNES uh with oh, the game awesome. uh Super Mario World was in the box. And oh yeah. Yeah, so that's what started me playing games. The first game I played was Super Mario World. Um, and then my cousins, I grew up with my aunt, so in the house was other aunts and cousins. They had a, a Nintendo and NES. Um, they had a lot of games. So a lot of times I played those games. <laughs> uh, and my, I only had Super Mario World. So okay. it's like, you know, when you're a kid and you watch a movie a thousand times. That's Super Mario World to me. Like
0: when people (laughs) tell me the tape.
1: (laughs) Yes. I know all the secrets. I know everything. Um and then eventually I would ask my parents, send me more games, send me more games. And they would say, Yeah, but they would never send me more games.
0: Oh. Um Were you like talking to them on the phone?
1: Yes. Every Saturday or Sunday, they would call and talk to me on the phone. Mm. So, which is weird Mm -hmm. because I didn't grow up knowing them and I met them later in person when I moved to the U.S. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wait, sorry. So, games. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) You're okay. This is an important context.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Eventually, years later, I was like, come on, guys, send me games. Uh, My mom... (sighs) sent me three games um Mm. and they were i was kind of mad because they were not in the box because the box comes with a little book like my instruction manual exactly my super mario world game i had the book and i had all the pictures of all the villains in it and i like to look at it i couldn't read it (laughs) because it was in english um so she sent me three games not in the box so i was upset (laughs) And I asked her where she bought them (laughs) and she had bought them at a yard sale.
0: Okay. Oh, okay.
1: And these were the games. Uh, Lost Vikings, the Aladdin, SNES Aladdin game, (laughs) and and Doom. The red cassette.
0: Uh, What was the
1: last one? Doom.
0: Oh Doom. Oh my goodness. What a what an interesting trio of games.
1: Well, my mom knows nothing about games. So she just saw three <laughs> ca- three cassettes and was like, okay. Uh and Doom <laughs> Doom was really exciting because it's the first cassette that was read that I've seen. Oh okay. uh, yeah. but I couldn't play it. It was too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I played a little bit and then I would get it out. Uh then I got obsessed. To- <laughs> I got obsessed with games. Eventually, uh, what's interesting is in Ecuador, people cannot afford games. So when you go to an arcade in Ecuador, Mm -hmm. it's not like the arcades in the US where there's like, you know, Mm -hmm. coin games. What arcades in Ecuador are is long rooms with TVs and game systems and chairs. And I remember... We would play the equivalent of like a quarter. You pay a quarter, you can stay in for an hour. And the people, like whichever the owners have a book and you you scan through the book and you're like, I want this game. And they give you the cassette or the CD and you go oh, to a wow. chair and you play it. So the owners own That's the awesome. systems. That's how people play it back then. Like I was lucky to have wow. a system because I, yeah, really. I was privileged since my parents lived in the U.S. Uh, but... Whenever we wanted to play games we didn't have, we would go to these arcades, pay 20 cents or a quarter and like try out different things.
0: Mm. That's so interesting. Do you you remember, I like want to ask you about this like arcade a little bit if you don't mind. Do you remember like... Uh, anything, any experience there that was particularly like, and maybe you're already leading us there, that was Mm -hmm. particularly like interesting or like a game you played that like really stuck out to you?
1: I remember always being the only girl.
0: Uh, I remember
1: entering full of boys and teenagers and feeling, sometimes I went by myself uh, and that's when it felt a little weird, but most of the times I went, yeah. I went with a cousin. One time I took a, fr- a girl friend with me to one, uh, oh. and we played, uh, the beauty and the beast game. <laughs> I
0: remember that. <laughs> so, um, uh, I just. Bring down the patriarchy with the beauty and the beast game.
1: <laughs>
0: I just, the only <laughs>
1: memories I have is, um. Playing anything random, like the person would show us the book and I would be like, this game looks weird. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is. Cause you can play anything, right? You, you already played your hour. I mean, paid yeah. your hour. Uh, so I played through that. I played Donkey Kong. I played oh, yeah. the game about the Mars that are the mouse, uh, Mars from mouses from uh, mice from Mars. And they're really muscly. Mice
0: from Mars. I've heard, I feel like I've heard they're of them They're like that. this. It sounds familiar.
1: Muscle. Thick mice that ride motorcycles. Oh, super buff
0: mice. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes, I know that. <laughs> uh,
1: a lot of racing games. Later, when the arcades had PlayStations, we would play um, FIFA or basketball. My cousins really like mm-hmm. playing FIFA. My best memory really is going to one, uh, one of these and looking behind me and my cousins were there playing Dragon Ball, like a fighting game.
0: That was good. like you didn't know they were there. I didn't know
1: they were there. Uh and I thought oh, I thought awesome. I found I was like, "Oh, a new arcade that's hidden in this house." <laughs> <laughs> it was just, just a building and you go in and up the stairs and you don't know what's there and it's an arcade. And I was like, "Oh, it's secret." Uh and then I found my cousins there.
0: Oh, they already knew. <laughs> they already knew.
1: When they didn't tell me. <laughs>
0: that's so funny. Uh, so, so you, so I feel like, and I apologize. I interrupted you to ask a question. Uh Was there, um, where did you go from like the arcade? How did your journey go after that?
1: So in 2000, uh, what year was this one, 2000, no 2000, sorry, 2000. My mom came to Ecuador for the first time to see me.
0: Oh, And
1: as I didn't grow up with her, uh, it's just like meeting a stranger. So sure. don't be sad about this. This is just a fact of life. I'm not sad gotcha. about it, but I, um, we were just like for her, for her, she was a grown up when she met me, she remembered me. I did not remember th- her. So for me, it's like meeting a stranger. Gotcha. Uh, yes.
0: Sorry. I was like, I, I think we had a little bit of lag there, but then I caught you at the end. So I apologize. Oh, okay. you can go ahead.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh, so it was... It was like meeting her again so i don't really have um like a mother relationship with her and Mm -hmm. i'm okay with that like sometimes i text her we don't really talk but when she came to visit me she bought me a playstation one okay and the i had all the crash games uh which i loved i had i had a crush on him which is weird because he's an animal (laughs)
0: Who didn't?
1: Who didn't. But I just really liked how (laughs) chill he was and like relaxed and kind of dumb. Uh,
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Then, you okay, so here's where it gets fun. Cassettes were really hard to copy, to bootleg. Mm. No one can uh, really copy them in Ecuador, but there were people that would sell cassettes that had eight games in one cassette that I think were Mm. made illegally. Oh yeah. So C- <laughs> CDs, uh, you can copy easily. So no one in Ecuador can buy, a, uh, not many people can buy a system. There were some people, uh, let alone games like forty, thirty dollars per game. No one can afford that. Wow. Um, so games were a dollar because if you went to the mall and there was a game store, any game was for a dollar because they were copied.
0: Okay. And I'm from Ecuador. Nice.
1: I'm like 12 years old. I don't know that this is illegal. I'm seeing a store at the mall that sells games for a dollar. I have money every week. I would buy so many games, so many games, anything, <laughs> anything. Um, I, it, any picture that I was like, I like this picture, I would get it. And I oh. talked to you a little bit about the game Metal Slug. And the reason why I bought it was I liked the picture. It had a mouse with some people on it. And I thought it was oh a goodness. mouse game. It turned out. To, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it turned out you and mice.
1: <laughs> yeah, it turned out to be uh, some like shooting game, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I bought
1: Resident Evil Three, which I was too scary, too scary for me to play. <laughs> I had I had a whole box of games that I bought for a dollar. Mm. Um. So yeah, I played so I my. My I went to an all-girl school in Ecuador back then, in the Mm nineties and early two thousands. Public schools were separated by gender, so um, my friends knew that. I told them, guys, if I die, make sure they bury me with my PlayStation (laughs) One. They knew this. Uh,
0: Dang, it was your partner, huh? It was your partner.
1: Yeah, it was. I would <laughs> walk with it. I would put it in a backpack and walk with it every week to my cousin's house, and we would play together. In college, oh, that's awesome. in, later I got a GameCube. I play that, and I stopped. Uh, I stopped after college because, and I'll say a little bit about this, but I won't get too much into it. Uh, when I was a kid, I had some traumatic experiences involving games. Um, oh gotcha. Yeah. Um just games were there. And so it didn't really I didn't really process that until after college. And this mm. is interesting to talk about because so first of all, I'm fine talking about this now. Gotcha. But back then I wasn't. I couldn't play games, look at games, talk about games. Uh it was I couldn't even like have games near me. So sure. it stopped. Suddenly it stops, uh, later I marry someone who works in games. Wow. And even I, mean, I
0: know this, but <laughs> hearing that it's like, whoa!
1: yeah. So <laughs> even he couldn't show me his work. I would be like, you know, do oh my it, goodness, do it. I cannot look at it. Really. I cannot listen to the music, the music, um, kind of like SNES eight. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Eight bit music.
0: Yeah, like the like chip tunes, yes. that, that sort of thing. That yeah. even
1: now I can't really listen to. Yeah, uh, and if anyone's listening, uh, this this is all part of. I have PTSD. This is all have, part of having PTSD. I'm perfectly okay mm. talking about it now. Um, part of it is having things that take you back to that place or memories, and so mm. you cannot deal with it. But now. Slowly, slowly. I think, I think maybe through exposure. I'm not sure. No, actually I was talking to a therapist and it was about something else that I couldn't do. And I said to her, I did this. And she said, that means you are saying, fuck you to the past. So when she said that, it made me realize that if I play games again, it doesn't mean I am uh, you know, um, disregarding memories or disregarding pain, it means I am saying fuck you to the past. Okay. So I started again, uh, which was maybe a year ago or maybe maybe more than that. That recent. Yeah. Kind of recently. Two years ago, maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, good for you. That's awesome. I mean, like, I'm not about to speak on anyone's experience i just think that's cool that you found a way to triumph i guess that's fucking great
1: thank you and yeah so now i can play all the games that sandy makes he works uh for Yacht club games i play Ooh. right now i'm playing the king knight but i can't listen to the music like i mute it and i play oh, gotcha. i play random sure. music instead <laughs>
0: Hey, that, whatever works. And sometimes, honestly, uh, most of the time when I'm playing a game, I like to have the music, but there's other times where I'll put it on something else differently. So, Hey, no sweat.
1: Yeah. I don't mind, um, the, the new games music, but I cannot, like, I don't like the, like you call it chip bit. I think, uh, um, yeah,
0: chip tunes, chip tunes.
1: That sounds so cute. Yeah. I, I don't like those.
0: Yeah, it, d- it really does. Uh, but that make that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Dang. So here you are, here you are now. Are you playing anything? Are you, are you playing King Knight right now or something else? Yeah, I'm
1: playing that, um, here and there. And so I'm, I'm, I'm stupid. First of all, I will say this, I'm a dumb person. So when.
0: (laughs) Disagree, but go ahead. Thank you. When. (laughs) You're welcome. When
1: someone says, don't do that, that's, I'd be like, okay, that means do it to me.
0: <laughs> so maybe you're a little stubborn, not stupid.
1: I don't. It's it's not the best. So we were talking to me and Sandy and friends were talking. Sandy is my husband, and then Sandy.
0: Shout out to Sandy. Shout
1: out to Sandy. The ah, oh, I have stuff to say about that too. But anyway, uh, the we were talking and they. I said, What well, I'm gonna play more games now. What should I play?" And then people were saying this. How about this? Um, and then I, I knew Sandy played Bloodborne recently and I said, what if I play Bloodborne? And he said, no, you cannot do that. He just, (laughs) he just said it. And then that, for me, that's an invitation.
0: You're like, all right, I'm doing it.
1: So (laughs) I started playing Bloodborne. Uh, I started streaming me playing Bloodborne. Heck yeah. Uh, like two months ago or a month ago. And I was horrible at it, useless because I have... Like, as I said, I stopped playing games after college. I don't know how to play games where you move the camera.
0: Yeah. It's a whole nother like element Yeah, to it.
1: So I couldn't move the camera right. Um, eventually I started doing it a little better. My brother who is, he should, my brother is a gamer even more than me. He, I think oh, cool. if it wasn't for food, all he would do is play games.
0: <laughs> Thank God he's got to eat. Yeah. What's what's his name? Brian. Brian. Yes. Cool. Uh,
1: he's he's he was born in New York, so he's a New Yorker. Oh, he's wow. a completely different like experience than me. He loves games. Yeah. He joined me and we played Bloodborne together. He he didn't join me in like the talking. Uh, so he would signal with his little character, like like uh, finger on the mouth, like be quiet. And, oh, no way. and signal with the character like stay there, like with his hand extended, and I would wait, and he would kill all the hard villains, and then I would join him. <laughs> That's kind of
0: awesome. Also, like it's so interesting that be- he wasn't like talking to you vocally, yeah. but would use the character to communicate. I love that because
1: I didn't know you can talk. Like I didn't know you can make a party, and he can talk. <laughs> so, <he didn't>, <laughs> <laughs> he just, like I said, I haven't played any new games until yes, like recently. Yes, yes. And then later, uh, Sandy's friend, not my friend, joined our party and he helped me too. So it was like my two little uh, bodyguards and me.
0: That's awesome.
1: Uh, a, th- oh. a 13-year-old joined us later who was watching the stream. And we, that's when we, we added the voice. We added the microphone and we had okay. me, my brother, Brian, Sandy's friend, Eric. He's an artist also who works in games. Uh, oh, cool. And this 13-year-old. Uh, (laughs) join us and it was great. And I really liked when he would try to say my name, like Fernanda or Fernanda and he couldn't, and it was very cute and very fun.
0: Oh, oh, that's awesome.
1: That's where we are at now with games.
0: Hey. We're at present day. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing uh I mean your video game past but also uh, a little bit about you um you know and your PTSD mm-hmm. and you saying FU to the past. That's really cool. Yes. Um now let let's get into it. Yay. My friend, let's talk about yeah we're finally here your history with the game the lost vikings on the snes mm-hmm. oh actually before i forgot i wanted to share some game history and context and again interrupt me if you want i'll make this brief Hello? um for those of you out there who Hello? don't know about it the lost vikings hey can you hear me did i lose you for a sec
1: yeah it lagged. a it like a little bit hey.
0: as well hey no worries it's bound to happen with this thing um I'll go. So I'll go ahead and just share some history mm-hmm. and context. The Lost Vikings is a puzzle platform video game developed by Silicon and Synapse, which is now known as Blizzard Entertainment, and published by Interplay. It was originally released for the SNES in 1993, and eventually several other consoles, including the Genesis. In the game, the player controls three separate Vikings with different abilities. They must work together to solve puzzles, battle enemies, to and get the Vikings to the end of each level. Uh, the three Vikings, Eric the Swift, Balog the Fierce, and Olaf the Stout are kidnapped by... I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it Tomator or Tomador?
1: I don't know either.
0: It's the... Well, basically, the emperor of the tomator. alien... Tomator. I always Grutonian said Tomator. Empire. Tomator. Well, we'll go with tomato. But it might be, it might be wrong. <laughs> you know, tomato potato. Um, uh, so... They get kidnapped uh, to be a part of some intergalactic zoo, but they are able to escape the ship ship, and they get lost in various periods of time. So they must traverse various bizarre locations and eventually confront and defeat Tomator to find their way home. Uh, Was there anything about the game's history and context you wanted to share?
1: No, that was pretty much it. When someone told me it was the first Blizzard game, I don't know if that's right, but that's what someone told me like years ago. And I was like, what, really? That's cool.
0: Yeah, I think I feel like I saw on some video they maybe did like one before, but mm-hmm. it's pretty. It's like the first one with their personality, which oh, is how it's been described to in me. Interesting. Um, yeah. So that is the end of the history and context. Let's get into your history, like I teased earlier. Um, how you and you said it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk any more about how you got the game? You got your mom sent it to you. Yeah, my
1: mom sent it to me. It came with Aladdin and Doom. Um, amazing. Aladdin, two, two
0: other classics. Yeah,
1: Aladdin was great. Doom is too scary for me. Uh, yes. <laughs> but it's amazing how it's the first. I feel like it's the first game I played that was uh, you looking at the at the at the camera, right?
0: It's like a, oh yeah, like POV.
1: Yeah, it's like the first POV game I ever played. Um, gotcha. And then Lost Vikings, I got it. Like I said, every Saturday I would put my console in my backpack. Walk. I think my aunt lived like twenty minutes away. Walking, I would walk to her house where my cousin lived, and we would play Lost Vikings.
0: Oh, that's cool. Was is was it with Brian? Brian or a different? No, wait. Brian's your cousin, right? Brian's my brother. Your brother, yeah. Brian, Brian's brother. my brother. So obviously not Brian. Yeah,
1: Brian. I met when I was fourteen, actually. So later, because gotcha. he grew up in the U.S. But my cousin's name yes. is Danielle. Uh, yeah. He is, I believe he's like two years younger than me. So in my house, me and my cousin Diego, sometimes I went by myself. Most of the times I went with Diego, would pack up the SNES, go to Daniel's house, play Lost Vikings the whole afternoon. And then at 6 p.m., his mom would make us hot chocolate and bread. And she always, she always put one extra bread. Like it's three people, right? There would always uh. be seven pieces of bread. So, every, <laughs> so everybody so got two, and then we would fight for it. <laughs> we were would
0: hungry. You, like,
1: she never gave us dinner. That's amazing. I'm sorry, Aunt, but she never gave us dinner. So we were hungry.
0: <laughs> of course, I mean, like, don't, as good as like hot chocolate and bread could be together, like, it's not a meal.
1: Yeah. So we would always like stuff. The, the tactic would be to stuff your mouth with bread so that you would be the first to get the seventh bread.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so funny. That's, it's funny to me. I'm so glad you brought up like a food memory with games because mm-hmm. I have like similar memories for myself that oh, are nice. so visceral. I love that. Like, what? Like my um, my best friend growing up, Eddie, who's been a guest on the show, he did uh, an episode on Star Fox sixty four. Oh, he, nice. Uh, we would we would hang out at his house. Well, both of our houses, but when we'd hang out at his house, his mom would do this thing where she would put like a uh, gold fi- like the goldfish crackers mm-hmm. in a coffee fil- coffee filters for us and. and- <laughs> Also give us each like a Diet Coke. So, and like for some reason to me, that's like the best snack and it's so basic. (laughs) (laughs) So I I, I love hearing about your hot chocolate one.
1: That is so Ecuadorian, putting like crackers on a coffee filter.
0: Uh, Oh, I'll have to tell Sarah Martin about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like whatever. It doesn't matter. Like put it wherever. So yeah, my aunt would make us hot chocolate with, oh, and, and, and if it was only me and Danielle, she put like three breads or five breads so that we always I don't know why we always fought <laughs> <vote> for one
0: <laughs> did you did you ever were you ever like hey why is why do we have three just give us even or like one more
1: <laughs> no because in Ecuador it's if someone gives you food you eat it it's rude to ask anything yes. about it you know so that makes sense so we would just find, oh. and, and also my cousin the 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 kid whose house it is, he eats, he eats really loudly, so <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember playing Lost Vikings and then having to listen to him chew uh, while fighting for <laughs> bread.
0: <laughs> like, what, uh, I know people who do that or like chew with their mouth open really yeah. loud and smack around. That is... He, he's uh.
1: not a loud chewer. Like, it's not... It's... Uh, I'm sure you've... Loud chewers really annoy me, but for some reason, mm. this like... Doesn't annoy me, but like it makes me feel anxious when people are eating, <laughs> when people are eating and they go like this, like <laughs>
0: I don't <laughs> like they're breathing they're too much effort.
1: They're bre- I feel bad now because my cousin has asthma. Uh, maybe that's oh, why. Oh,
0: gotcha uh yeah that makes sense but
1: <laughs> he he would breathe weirdly when he ate the bread
0: <laughs> as a kid it's hard to like get that sort of stuff out of your mind yeah especially when would and that would happen when like you were playing but he'd be eating
1: uh no because we would pause the game as soon we would be playing playing chocolate with bread comes we pause it uh and we would eat and fight and then play again
0: <laughs> i love it now you're so you played this game, together, did that mean that like one of you would play through the whole time or would you hand it off at certain points? How would that work? So
1: this game is a two player game as well. Oh. So what you can do is, for example, like you said earlier, you do puzzles, right? So one of the Vikings, Eric, he can run and the other ones can't. He can also jump and the other ones can't.
0: Mm.
1: Um, Then which one? Olaf? He has a shield, and the other ones don't. Mm -hmm. And he can also float with his shield, and the other ones can't. Like, if you fall off a cliff, only Olaf would survive.
0: Oh, interesting. Like, I think I saw an animation of that, like he holds it above his head.
1: Yes, and it floats. And in Balog, he has a sword and a bow and arrow, um, and none of the others have weapons. So, for example, if an enemy comes, like there would be a little dinosaur about to chew on you, then you mm-hmm. put Olaf first to protect the other two, then Balog mm-hmm. would shoot or slash the dinosaur, and then Eric would jump and touch the button to open the door. And oh, cool. that's how you did it.
0: So, oh, I love that. That seems...
1: It was like, amazing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it was amazing. So if you have two player, two people playing a game, uh, one of you would control one, like say my, my cousin would play would control olaf he has the shield i shoot and then when you press r1 i mean r or l you could switch to another one i remember it's weird how i remember like my fingers pressing the r or l it's
0: muscle memory
1: yeah you switch to the other one and we would get mad like we would be like no i was gonna switch uh, whoever switched first uh, would do the other one and then if, and another thing is if one dies you have to restart the stage
0: Oh, so all three have to stay alive. Yeah. Okay.
1: You don't have to, like you can stay with the other two, but you cannot move to the next level. So eventually you have to kill yourself. Uh,
0: oh my so,
1: so whenever, <laughs> whenever one died, we would just kill ourselves because we needed everyone to go to the next level.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's cool. That's I was watching this game. Like I always try to brush up, even if I'm not like the most familiar. And I knew about this because I think you actually told me about this game like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, wow! I don't I don't know if you remember. I I made some post on Facebook about like, hey, what are some Super Nintendo games uh, people really yes, love? Yes, I remember. Yeah, we did like um a big uh, like a drafting. We did a. This whole episode on Jeremy's podcast, this is a tangent, obviously, Mm -hmm. where we like drafted our favorite Super Nintendo games. Ah. Um, I'll tell you about it some other time. Basically, I made up a game to where it'd be another fun way to talk about games from like just the Super Nintendo. So instead of being like, these are the 20 best games, we all like all six of us basically would go around in an order and each pick one by one. And if someone took like. You know, Super Mario World first, then no one else can have that for mm-hmm. forever. Is wow. in the scenario, okay. but anyway. <laughs> so, Lost Vikings unfortunately didn't get picked, but did get a shout out because you said it. So there you are.
1: Nice, thank you. Yeah. Yes, this game is um, really fun. Um, I don't know if you remember when you're a kid and you're playing co-op games. Someone gets, someone does something wrong, and you get a note. Right. Oh my God! We have a, another emergency.
0: Oh, I saw that too. Also, you could, out. would you start that side over? Hey. 6
1: p.m. Uh, Yeah. So what I was saying is, what? Really?
0: Oh my God. Jeez. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, That's, God damn it. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Fernanda. Go ahead.
1: That's crazy. No, like, as you know, like when you're a kid and you play a game and it's co-op, you know that if the other person messes up, you know how mad you get? I don't know. Maybe I just got really mad. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like in it together. It's like, you yeah. mess this up for you. It's, it's for us.
1: If you want to relive that experience, this is the perfect game for that.
0: For <laughs> I love that. Wanting
1: someone to do something and they doing it wrong. Cause this game is also about experimentation. You have to try this for the puzzle. Oh, this doesn't work. Let's try it again. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it will, it will break up friendships and marriages.
0: <laughs> kind of like Mario Party does. Have you played yeah. this with Sandy?
1: Mario Party, uh, yeah. I'm not uh, Mario Party. That I already know. I'm not gonna win, but I, no matter what, no matter who, I always win the challenges where you press the button as fast as you can.
0: Oh, you're one. Of, you're a master at the button presses. Yes. Okay. Even
1: even Alex has. I mean, Sandy. I call him Alex, but Sandy has challenged me. My brother, Brian, who doesn't, stops only playing only for eating. I've beaten everyone at the playing, the the, (laughs) pushing the button as fast as you can.
0: That's awesome. No, I have a question for you. Jeez, it just keeps going, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, wow. Um, anyway, I was going to ask you, did you ever play, when I think of like fast button pressing games, I think of like specifically Mario Party on the N64 mm-hmm. where I would like hold the controller like a crazy person and not use my thumb, I use my index finger for those.
1: That's right. I have the same strategy, but I use my ring finger.
0: Oh, that's, that's the key. I love it. And
1: there's a thing you can do with your hand that if you, uh, stop any muscle movement from the wrist up towards your arm. So wrist up, stop any movement and concentrate the strength on your wrist and hand. You can do it really fast.
0: Wow, you've not only mastered this, you've gotten clinical about it. Yes. amazing. I thought about it a
1: lot. <laughs> because because as a as a woman, as a girl, uh people when I when I say I play games, people don't believe me, usually. Uh or they, sure. they it's not serious. And I can be like, I was the person in Ecuador in the arcade. So Yeah. I have to kind of prove it. Like, look, I know how to I know how to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, that's killer. I'm glad that you did master that for that reason. That's cool. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, I feel like I had a question about this game. Oh, when you played this with your cut, did you only play this together? Or would you also play this when you went home?
1: Uh, more, I, I don't have memories of playing this by myself, but I most likely did. Okay. Uh, I just have memories of walking to his house, playing it every weekend. Uh, and sometimes we would get to a stage where we couldn't, some puzzles would get too hard and Mm -hmm. I would be like, you keep it for the week. I would leave my SNES with him for the week. Oh. And he had an older cousin who I think was like older than us and not my cousin, like his cousin on the other side. And they both would play throughout the week. And the next week when I came over, they would be like, we did that stage. And I would say, okay, show me how to do it. And then they would show me.
0: Oh, that's awesome. like teamwork and like, like it's also nice to take time away. Even yeah. They, they spent time with it. It's, it's nice to take time away from a game or something you can't figure out and come back. But that's cool that you kind of work together that way.
1: You know what? I just had this memory that, so every stage that you um, clear... Uh, I think I remember you have to die in this stage to get the password, mm-hmm. like in order to, interesting when you start the game or again, to return. yeah, to, when you, you know, like power off, power on the SNES doesn't have memory cards. So you need a password. Okay. So
0: that makes sense. To
1: get the password of a stage, you have to die. I remember this. I remember we would be like, okay, we, we, I don't think we're going any further than this. Let's die and write down the, the password. And I remember we would memorize all of them and and write them down in papers. I have a notebook (laughs) that my cousin found in Ecuador. I went back a few years ago and she said, we found this notebook of yours with passwords (gasps) of lost Vikings.
0: Oh my gosh
1: aladdin as well had passwords and (laughs) out of the top of my head right now i can say one password which in spanish is tlpt which is tlpt tlpt so if i google now tlpt i don't know if it's correct yeah it's a it says level three password okay great (laughs) that's
0: awesome That's also probably really great that you, not that you two, you and Danielle couldn't have like gone through when you started playing again to that level that you had most recently visited, but it's Mm -hmm. nice that that password system was there. So you could just revisit and focus on this puzzle. Yes. I love that. Oh, that's really cool. Um, Have you played this game recently or within the last few years at all?
1: Uh, I played it sometime with sandy when i started again experimenting with games and gotcha. like i said um i i'm not good with things like this because i get mad if <laughs> <Yes. laughs> if someone <laughs> makes a mistake i'll be like why <laughs> did you do that or because i've played it <laughs> and he hasn't i tend to take the lead yes. and i get annoyed and then we decided like yeah let's not do this also <laughs> I remember it was in his parents' house and I was cursing a lot and his parents don't like cursing. So we had to stop.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm so proud of you. Um, very, very cool. Now, uh, was there... What was I going to ask you? I feel like I've gotten such a good idea of like when you played it, what it was like you, that you and Danielle would do this together. Um, the snacks... The snack time is so, like, visceral and real yes. to me, too. Um, um, before we move on or do anything else, do you, like, does this game mean anything in particular to you, or is it, is it, like, one that, you know, it's a special game to you, or does this, like, when you think of this game, is there anything that, like, sticks out in, like, your mind or your heart in particularly
1: yeah this game like from when i played it it stood out to me uh one because i haven't played before a game where you do need to strategize with each character Mm -hmm. i think at the time my favorite was eric just because he could run like i liked being fast yes Uh, I remember the music of some, there's an Egypt stage. I remember the music of the Egypt stage. I remember the music. I don't know what they're called. That's just what I call them in my brain. Yes. I remember the music of like some um, city kind of underground metal city stage. And I remember the music of what I call Candy World. I don't know what it's called officially.
0: (laughs) I love that you have your own names for it. That makes it so much more personal. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like when we were kids, we'd be like, oh, like time to do the stage. And like I said, I don't like uh, the chip tunes, but the music of the Lost Vikings was different. It had, I don't know how they did it, but it was different. Every stage had like the music, had it like the Egyptian um, stages had like, you know, Egypt sounding music. You know, what we thought in the nineties was Egypt sounding music. Maybe now it's, it's very wrong.
0: Yeah. Or more specific or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that always stood out to me also that I remember playing with another cousin one day. I remember I had another cousin in college. His name is Franklin. He would play games with me Mm -hmm. too. Uh, by the way, Ecuadorians love American things. So even though Frank, Franklin is a last name, there's people, their first name is Franklin and we
0: we would say
1: Franklin. Um, Franklin. Yeah. So Franklin, we played this game one time and we were playing the candy stage and it was, the, he, it was the first time he was playing. I was like, he's older. He knows games. Let me ask him. I can't solve this puzzle. And in the candy stage, you like, there's this pumps, like bike pumps. You pump yourself up like a balloon <laughs> so you can float. But if you don't float right, you hit spikes and you explode.
0: Oh my god. And I remember
1: him saying, This game is so sadist. And I didn't know what that word. <laughs> I didn't know what that word meant. He's in college and I'm a kid. Yes. Uh and I when you get spiked, you 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 don't burst, your body is impaled in the spikes. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> I remember Franklin saying, This game is so sadist, and I was like, I need to look that word up. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess. I really liked it because it had a very a kind of like for me for me a good combination of cute of adventure of puzzle and of
0: violence. Hell yeah. Oh, I love it. Um well, that's really great. Well, so before we move on to um a couple fun segments at the end of the show, uh was there anything else you felt like you didn't get to share today or did or would you like to move on?
1: Um, let me see, which would you prefer?
0: Oh, totally up to you. If you've, you've like, Hey, Connor, I want to share this thing. Please share. Uh,
1: I guess for me, what I want to share is these games. I didn't know English. Um, I couldn't read English. So for me, we were everything. So in the, I played it again later once I spoke English and Mm. you, there's dialogue. In the beginning, they're in their little Viking village and there's dialogue and I was like, wow, these guys are, I don't like them. They were kind of, you know, like brusque. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So playing it, knowing what they're saying is very different to just in your imagination saying like, oh, I think this is what's happening. Wow. They're getting abducted by aliens. Uh, I wonder what this mm-hmm. is. I don't know what's happening. And so in your, in our minds, we made up the story, which was pretty close to the real story. Yeah. But that's all. Awesome. It's a different experience when I, I'm sure all foreign, now all games come in all languages. I think, mm-hmm. but back then, uh, we like foreign players had to like guess a lot of things.
0: Yeah. You like, sounds like you were just like filling in the blanks with what you thought it might be, which, uh, which is something that like, it's interesting, like with the, you, that can happen with like a, I guess you could call it like a language barrier. Mm-hmm. It, it almost is like when you, or at least makes me think of when like reading books, like you don't have any visuals in front of you. You kind of fill that in. Whereas yes. in this, you're like filling in the story and dialogue.
1: Yes. Yes. And Interesting. sometimes I know a lot of people learn English this way. Like I learned the word erase and I will never, ever forget that word when I accidentally mm. clicked erase in my Super Mario oh. World um, cassette. Oh no. And because you know you're like player 1, player 2. Some and there's a third one. I forget the third one and the last one says Maybe like
0: options. Options,
1: yeah. And the last one says this, erase. Uh, and I'm like, what is erase? Oh. That's how you read it in Spanish. <laughs> I don't know what erase is. And then whenever I clicked it, you had to pick like a file, right? So yes. for me it got too complicated. I never picked anything. But one day I'm like, let me pick something. See what happens. And that's how I learned it. Same, and it's a. It was a very sad day.
0: Oh, very sad day. Lesson learned. Yep. Oh my goodness. Oh well, I'm sorry to hear that about your Super Mario World file, but but uh, but thanks for sharing all that about the Lost Vikings. That yeah. was really awesome. You're Thank welcome. Thank you. All right, so let's move. We'll move on uh, to the end of the show and a few fun segments. I've got two ready to go for you. Ooh, nice. The first one is the fact me by your game segment. Oh this God, is a I'm going to fail. Oh, you're totally fine. I'm just going to tell you things. Oh, okay. And so you, there's <laughs> no failing to be done. You've already succeeded. <laughs> um, so this is where I just tell my guests some facts about the game. It could be Easter eggs, development history, whatever. So the first one is that, uh, this isn't... They're both actually Easter eggs. And this one is the Lost Vikings Trio actually appear in a German time-traveling Mario comic. Whoa. So let that soak in for a second. Um, I got this information from a YouTube channel called Danger Dolan. Um... Which I don't necessarily recommend watching, but, um, the Vikings basically in this like German time traveling Mario comic, Mario shows up to their time and they take his time machine and arrive in modern day New York. And Mario meanwhile is still, is in like the Vikings village and he's forced by their wives to like work for them. But then I guess he eventually (laughs) wins them over by defeat, like protecting them from a raid on the village. Um, so really funny, and uh, and the I mean this is like sh- strange and a little timely, but the trio of Vikings in New York are arrested by the NYPD, oh and God. then they steal their time machine and travel back. So pretty strange that that happens in that story, and we're talking about it today. Yeah. Um, but that was like some German Mario comic. Uh, and then the last one I wanted to share was. I don't know if you've ever played Overwatch, but there is a great The Lost Vikings easter egg in this game. Um, I got this from the Royal Gorilla YouTube channel, uh, and there's a map in Overwatch. Are you familiar with that game at all?
1: Yes, uh, Sandy plays it. I don't.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't ever really dabbled, but I guess there's a map called Hollywood where you can see like a... A, what's supposed to be a Chinese uh movie theater like the Graumans mm-hmm. and I guess there's stars that line the sidewalks which are mostly like blizzard development uh people from their history mm-hmm. but three of them are one is Eric Swift the second is Baylog Fierce and the last one is Olaf Stout aka you are lost Vikings
1: what that almost makes me want to tear up that's amazing
0: yeah I mean I bet you could like go to the map and check it out but uh, I thought that was pretty interesting um well that'll bring us to the end of the fact me by your game segment and the last segment will be the game recommendation segment so mm-hmm. i'll basically i'll be recommending three games to you and the listeners based off of the lost vikings so I, wow. and I always theme this this is the one tie-in to the movie that i force call me by your name where i was thinking at the end of that movie Uh, I found myself thinking like, okay, Elio has ended his relationship with Army Hammer's character. And a lot of times when like you or like your friends are in a relationship, it ends and you date someone new. Like what does the next person they date look like? Mm -mm. Sometimes, I don't know if you've found this, but sometimes the person is like eerily similar to the person they were already they were dating before yeah. sometimes they're they're like way different or like out of left field you never would have expected it. yeah so so these recommendations are based off of those weird parameters i forced upon us i've only so,
1: ever dated one person no i'm joking that's a joke
0: <laughs> you're like so i'm and that's the lost vikings, that's For the lost
1: vikings.
0: <laughs> um so, the first one I have, this is, so that since this game is a puzzle platformer, I wanted to recommend to you a more modern uh, puzzle platformer mm-hmm. that is highly regarded, and I've actually never played this game, but I really want to, and that is Portal. Do you know the Portal series?
1: Uh, portal, uh, does it have to do, no, I don't know this. Wait, does it have to do with parkour, or that's that something else?
0: I think it's something else, but you do... Move around a lot, so maybe mm. it seems like they're doing parkour. So, like in in, it's basically a really cool puzzle platformer that plays with space a lot. You have these like portal guns that can, if you shoot on a like a gun on a oh, wall, that's right, it creates Less, this yes. sphere. That it's kind of ringing a bell. Yes. So this is apparently it's like one of the like most acclaimed games ever. So I recommend checking that out. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's more, it's also a puzzle platformer, yeah. but a modern take. Uh, the second recommendation I have for you is when researching this game, I thought that the Vikings were such a funny team and had such a cute little personality while working in tandem together. Mm-hmm. I wanted to keep that element in your recommendation. So the game I'm recommending is Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle on Switch.
1: I've always wanted to play that game,
0: uh, but this, I've never I had guess, it. Like, I've never played it either, But it comes highly recommended and usually, at least lately, it's been very cheap. Like I feel like I always see it on sale for like 15 or 30 bucks. So so well worth checking out if you get the chance. And then the last one, this is my out of left field connection so if you love vikings if you're like the vikings are the thing about this game that i can't lose (laughs) my recommendation (laughs) is everything
1: but the the vikings
0: (laughs) right just keep the vikings you like norse mythology yes Um, so the game i recommend is a game called jotun which came out in 2014 i actually learned about it today and it's this really beautiful looking game it's only it's i guess it's only on steam but um it's a hand-drawn game so the art style is like all hand-drawn really pretty uh painted uh, colors um but it's a game about that follows this viking a female viking named thora as she basically goes through the world and is like taking down these like viking gods essentially
1: wow
0: so so you know completely different than lost vikings but if you you can't lose your vikings fernanda then this is then this is a game to test out someday
1: yeah i look i'm looking at pictures now and it looks really beautiful
0: it does uh i like i want to see if it runs on mac because i that's what i have so i have to check it out um, but that brings us to the end of the game recommendations segment, Fernanda, and that mm-hmm. brings us to the end of the show. So, um, before we go and you're welcome to plug anything you'd like, mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to thank you again for coming on this episode with me, particularly in this, uh, very interesting time and and also just helping me communicate what we wanted to at the top of the show, which is like, this isn't necessarily something that you and I can speak on from personal experience, but we feel it's important to say where we stand and encourage others to do the same. So thank you. I really appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you as Means well. a
0: lot. Um, is, yeah, of course. Is there anything you wanted to plug or any place you want people to find you or anything?
1: Um, I don't have anything to plug right now, but people can... Find me on Instagram and the name is Gummy Bananas, one word.
0: Can never forget that Instagram handle. Gummy (laughs) Banana. I love it. Well, I'll be sure to include that in the show notes so people can find you. thank you. It's Um, um, Bananas
1: with an S. Gummy Bananas.
0: Oh, Bananas with an S. Mm -hmm. I apologize. That's okay. Um, Perfect. Well, Hey, thank you again. Um, I don't really have anything that I feel like per- plugging in particular this week. Um, again, I'm just going to plug the things that I said at the top of the show, um, yes. follow it, the black lives matter movement. Look, if, if you're considering, you know, helping out people who are protesting, Police brutality against Black Americans. Uh, check out the Act Blue, uh, the donate bail funds that I talked about earlier. I'll include that in the show notes. Thank mm-hmm. you all for listening, and we'll see you on the next Viking Quest.
1: Yes, thank you so much, Connor, for having me.
0: Hey, you bet. We'll see you later.
1: Bye.